lot of things we didn't have, and we tried to get them. And just as I don't know, we ever got that. Still ain't got it. Right? Yeah. So now. So. This, this is my, uh, my focal point uh, uh, on Greenwood was to create this facility. Right. That's what I'm proud of. Uh, to take us back, I mean, how difficult was it to get, how difficult was it to get this commission uh, even approved? Uh, to, to take us through that. I mean, you yeah, actually. That's, a, that's an interesting question because it was, it was a trick. It was a trick. Yeah, it was a trick. See, uh, in the legislature, uh, they don't give you half of what you want, but they'll let you study it. All I wanted was a study, because I could open the door from there. Right. So when I when I presented uh, that I, I demanded this, this, and this, they said, no, we'll give you a study though. <laughs> and so it, it all came out of the study, uh, uh -huh. you know. But that was part of my plan. I, I've been I've been there twenty years. I know what they do. Right. You it's like gang recognized gang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah. when you were in the legislature, how many other African Americans were there? Five. It was a total of five of y'all. Let me count them. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> yeah. Had to had, had to be a little lonely. Huh? Had to be a little lonely. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. They isolated us. They treated us like step stepchildren. You know, sometimes they make you not like white people. I mean, the way they treat you. They just don't. They don't never treat us right. What, what, what do you make of? So first of all, I've heard people who not here don't know. Did the, has the state of Oklahoma or the city of Tulsa ever actually formally apologized for what happened in Greenwood? That's the interesting thing. I, uh, during the anniversary, uh, I forget which one, we had all these politicians on the stage. The governor was there, the U.S. Senator was there, born. And all of them, and they're all talking about what a great job I was doing. I said, well, I haven't done anything because I hadn't been able to provoke you into a, an apology for what you haven't done. So uh, it, 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 took, it took a number of years for them to apologize for what they did to my community. Mm -hmm. I still haven't forgiven them. I'm, I'm still a little bit bitter. I hope, I hope it didn't detect it. You say you're still bitter. Why? Yeah, yeah. Well, there are so much that could have been done that should have been done. But but white people and, and some of the, the their black lackeys hid behind that. And and uh, we never did get done what we could have gotten done yet. You know, that's just the work that's just gone on in this building. That would never be done now, mm -hmm. you know. So yeah, I'm 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 a little bit bitter. How do you feel about you know City of Tulsa builds this thirty million dollar museum, Greenwood Rising, 
know, they they are trying to create this sort of this tourist thing around Greenwood. And you know, you got the lawyers and fighting for the survivors and the descendants. And truth be told, I mean, I, I've covered stories all over America. Fifty million dollars is not a lot of money to create a victims' compensation fund. <laughs> Federal government created a multi-billion-dollar 9/11 fund. That's not a lot for an oil-rich state. Well, it's interesting you say that because one thing you have recognized is we are a wealthy state. We are wealthy. We got money, right? And you can't squeeze a dime out of them, my folks. <laughs> can't get none of it. Anybody say we're getting it in line. You know, the Chamber of Commerce, all of them, lie. They're not right. And, 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 and this building's a fluke, you know. They needed me, and I needed them. So that's all I mean this year. They had needed my vote, it never would have been built. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, I'm trying not to be bitter because you're such a nice person. <laughs> but every time I get talking about some of that old shit, I, I get bitter, man. I understand. Yeah. So I know it went down. And, and you know, they'll pat me on the back and all that shit. Uh, hell, when I need them, I couldn't even find them. <laughs> you know? So, let me tell you. <laughs> when I put out... When I put out the call for reparations, not one sorority, not one fraternity, not one church, or any group stood with me. I stood by myself. By myself. Mm -hmm. And as soon as it looked like I was going to get some attention, everybody was for it. They come out of the woodwork, man. <laughs> so, I'm glad I retired. But I'm still a little bit bitter at, at, at my community. Right. Yeah. So we could, oh, we, we had them. We could have got a hell of a lot more. And we could just band it together. But that, that just ain't, I know it's not just over everywhere. Right. That's just us. Well, because there are, there are, there are folk, there's a lot of folk who's scared. Look, I mean, look, people, people, people come up to me and they're like, man, Rose, did you really say that? I mean, no, aren't you scared? I said, look, if, I said, the white folks ain't giving me nothing now. I said, why am I going to be quiet in, in, uh, in the hopes that I'm not going to get something tomorrow? Yeah. I said, hell, I might as well say something. Yeah. Then I actually might get something. <laughs> 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 I mean, not, what, what, what's the Billy Preston so Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you, then you know how I feel, don't you? I understand. I understand. Yeah. In many ways, I'm proud of my community, but more ways than not, we've been disappointed ourselves because so much we could have done, man. Mm -hmm. So much. But it, all, all, all that jealousy, <laughs> city councilmen fighting state reps and they're fighting the state senators, eagles all around. <laughs> but finally, I just quit. Mm -hmm. now, now, when, did you, when did you retire? In 19... I've been in... Why did you ask me that? In 19... I've been in it 21 years. Okay. 21 years I was in. 
So you figured it out. I, my, my, my math ain't that good. So you, so you wrote a book, Pillage of Hope. Uh, this is the book right here. Because uh, you wanted your story on paper. <laughs> Not so much my story, but a story of, of, of how things evolved. Right. Uh, I, don't, I, I, I think I'm, I'm not in that much, but how it evolved, uh, the ride and all that stuff evolved is in there. And that's, that's what I was writing for, really. What, I, was read, I was reading a tweet from Jelani Cobb earlier, and he's, and he's been going around Tulsa, yeah. and he said he's shocked a number of white folks today who actually believe the massacre never happened. <laughs> oh, I, I, I believe that. I believe that. I, I, I believe you can go 30 feet outside that front door and find something. You know, this is, man, this is a racist town. <laughs> I know we say that about Chicago. say that about everywhere, but I think, I think if we compare records, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you said you compare notes. Yeah, you ain't never had no ride to kill. They say three hundred could have been many a thousand. People. Right, threw them off in, uh, in the river, and some more and fish. Uh, no, uh, it's, it's it's tough time. I, I've run into a lot of young brothers. As we've been here since Thursday. I run into oh a lot God. of young. Oh yeah, we've been. You we, might want to move in. <laughs> <laughs> we've been covering stuff all over. Uh, I've run into a lot of young brothers and sisters. A lot of them are starting businesses, uh, and they they really are taking hold of Black Wall Street. I hope. I hope. Don't get fooled by this by by this affair. Tomorrow they won't know shit. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Well, in fact, I told so. Um, Demario and I, we were at dinner, and that was last night. And I said, Demario, I really believe that this can become an annual four-day event. I said, but, but, I said, like, I, had, I did a panel called Reimagining Wall Street. I said, I appreciate being asked to do it. I said, but there should be actual business workshops on how to build the business, how to market, do financing. I go to a lot of business conferences, but this could really become an annual four-day deal that is a grassroots business conference, teaching our folk how to build and sustain businesses. They started that, started off well, and Black Eagles got in the middle of it, <laughs> and I, I, I just quit. I saw it. Nah. I mean, I didn't knock at anything. I just got away from it. Gotta keep, gotta keep ego out of it. Yeah, but uh, uh, man, I I love my community. Don't get me wrong. I got you. I know how you feel. Yeah, but I I just don't know what can. Oh, I look, I, look. I get black folks who come on my YouTube channel, dogging me, talking to me. You not down for black people? Uh, and in fact, I had some cats yesterday yelling and screaming. You ain't do you. You, you a disciple of the white man, and I laugh, and I just tell him, you young and dumb, just move the hell on. Yeah. You know, I don't want to sit here and 
We're about yeah. these foods because I know the folk who I've talked to, who've impacted, who we've helped. And sure. so it's going to always be a new food. Yeah. <laughs> I just kind of shared uh, uh, when I became ill, uh, I just kind of stayed away from everybody because uh, I, I don't want to argue anymore. Right. Man, you don't know. Spent 20 years arguing with these, these girls. <laughs> oh, yet you would know. I do know. Oh. <laughs> I, I do know. I was trying to hide it from the white boy, but it's too late. <laughs> he black. Oh, really? <laughs> man, man, you could fast. <laughs> Lord, dog. Uh, but uh, I don't know why. I don't want to. I don't want to leave a negative. If you ask me, am I proud of the facility? Oh, absolutely. Because I pretty much single-handedly did this. Mm-hmm. Tell you, I cold-blooded my people are. I hid the funding of it for, for uh, eight months until I got it all locked down. <laughs> really? Yeah. They want to make us a gym. I got gym. I got a gym across the street. Got a gym over there. At, every time we get open space, they want to put some goals up. <laughs> Basketball. <laughs> Man, we got about five them that I know about. Uh huh. Yeah. So you so you hid the money. I hid the money. They didn't know what was coming up over there. <laughs> Me and Senator Horner. Uh, uh, w- w- when they found out about it, it was half-ass built. Yeah. We we hired our own architects, the whole bit. But they they were oh. I mean, tell me what this would have been if I turned them a loose for a community meeting. Mm-hmm. So you kept it quiet, kept it to yourself? Silent. <laughs> Nobody knew. They kept seeing stuff going. So I wonder what that's going to be. I said, man, I don't know. <laughs> man, you got to know these brothers. These are co-brothers. <laughs> and we we had a couple of brothers, and I ain't going to call their names because they might be on TV. But they cut my throat every chance they got. Every chance they got. You know, so I wasn't about to let them have a edge on me. But you, but but then all of a sudden it get built, and you sat back and said, "See, I told y'all I was gonna do this. How do you know? <laughs> I could tell. Yeah, I picked it up in your spirit. But now, see, I call the name Jack Henderson and, and uh, what is the other boy's name? Oh, I forget his name. I think of it. Yeah, it was two of them that brought me. Down the line, man, lied on me. Man, we had a chance. And on my mama's grave, uh, uh-huh. we had a chance to get $30 million. Really? To develop this whole area. The two black city councilmen killed it. Are you serious? My mama's in a grave, and I hope she come up and die again. The two black, not the white ones. White ones for it. Wow. Cold town, man. <laughs> uh, Jack Henderson and what's the other boy's name? I, I guess I ain't him, I forget his name. And then he just got beat by that girl, the city president now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was wonderful. <laughs> well, see, I know she's something because she keeps her gun on her hip. Oh, did she have a gun? Oh, she, she stood up in here. 
Vanessa had a gun. She said, no, no, no. She said, I don't go nowhere without my gun. <laughs> She's special. She's a bad sister. Yeah. And, and the boy we beat is, is, is one of the guys always after my ass. Mm. <laughs> but uh, it's cold town, man. Cold town. And it has so much it can be proud of. But, but uh, our leadership, including me, uh, we're, we're so thin, indifferent. Mm -hmm. I'm, I, 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 I can include me in that because I'm tired now. <laughs> no, but you, no, no. Yeah. No, listen to me real clear. But you did your job. When, when, when I'm on the board of National Association of Black Germans, we went after CNN, they had no black top executives. Mm -hmm. So I called Bernard Shaw, longtime anchor at CNN. This is what he told me. He said, Roland, every generation has had to do their part. It's now your time. Mm -hmm. So you ran the race. Mm -hmm. You passed the baton. Yep. And you, came, you, you ain't supposed to run the race forever. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Because <laughs> even my kids asked me, Daddy, why don't you go do this and this? You got a name. I, I ain't got no name. You know? I did what I was supposed to do. And now I'm through. <laughs> you do something. Right. You know? I, 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 that's my kids I'm talking to. Right. They want to demand of me before they demand of themselves. <laughs> yeah. No. My parents are 74. They did their job. That's right. That's right. So I'm... I'm, I'm I'm not as good as, as good as I appear to be, but I'm also not very comfortable. You know, I, 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 because you know what it could have been. Oh God, man! And that's what's that's, yeah. I, when I when I I, I know how that feels. I, I ran the Chicago Defender, and I knew the vision I had, and I was adding podcasts and magazines. And we were going to do events. And they came to me and they were like, "What's up? And here you get this historic black newspaper. B. And I was, B, and I'm talking about, I'm talking about, I mean, I had the vision. And I said, man, look, to all black millionaires, I said, look, if y'all would just get out my way, <laughs> let me do what I've been trained to do. This is going to be one of the biggest black owned media companies in the country. That's right. They sat there and said, we just want to be a small community newspaper. I said, I got to go. <laughs> I left. I, I, I sold I sold that newspaper and the Black Dispatch uh, when I was a kid, but or I guess eighteen, mm. no younger than that, uh, younger than that. I don't know how old I was. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've been gone fourteen years, and it's it still hits me what could have been. You know what I'm if talking about. Got, you know what I'm, talking oh, I, about. I'm telling you. I, look, I've done a lot of other things. I got my own company now, but I'm sitting there like, if y'all would just gotten the hell out of the way <laughs> and just let a young brother do what he was destined to do, what it could be for our people. So, they, they, so no, they, I, they were jealous of you. They were jealous of you. You had the vision and the energy, and I'm saying, saying I'm telling you, I know it because. I feel that's the way they treated me. You know, you had the vision and the energy to right, do it. Right. You were creative. Right. Yeah. 
What what are you last question for you? What what would you like just visually, what would you like or hope for this place to look like in twenty years? I'm gonna say this and I, I don't mean to be negative, but I just have to be <laughs> I don't see, including my kids, I don't see any creative energy coming up mm. that are willing to invest. It takes a lot of time and energy. That's right. A lot of time. Right. And I don't see, see as long as my, my son is driving his Mercedes, he could give a shit less. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the other one... Other than got, got got him a, a one of those big ass trucks so you can give it down. <laughs> My daughter is probably cares the most she got the least. She's yeah. a teacher. She's a teacher. How'd you know? She told me I interviewed uh, her. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The rest of me don't care. She really does care. And she sees on my ass and keep me caring. <laughs> but uh Well I, I I've talked to a lot of cats. Uh, I've talked to a, a lot of them, and um, it's some young folks. Mm -hmm. They got the vision. They got the heart. Oh, I hope you're right. I think what has to happen is you're 80, I'm 52. Some of these cats are 20s and 30s. And so we got to be able to have these intergenerational conversations, sharing knowledge, sharing expertise uh, to be able to help them. I think you're right. I don't know if I have the energy anymore, though. No, but you ain't, uh, you, what you did, that's what I'm saying. See, you're 80, I'm 52. It's a 28-year gap. And so the reality is my job is to operate as an elder to the person who's 25. That's a 25-year gap. So the responsibility is, it's like, hey, you enjoy your life, go have fun. It's like, no, nah, we got it. You can, boy, you got a vision. Boy. I wish I had more Negroes like you. Well, the, re the reason I launched, the reason I launched this digital company, because we're streaming this all over the world right now, is to be able to reach somebody who's watching, and they listen to you, and they listen to me, and we're teaching every single day, we're broadcasting every day, to create a bunch more of me and a bunch more you. Or you sell advertising on it? Yeah, we do that as well. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And and but the fan base also gives to help us. Mm -hmm. uh, they gave last year six hundred and seventy-two thousand dollars for us to keep broadcasting. Oh, good. You 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 have arrived. <laughs> you have arrived, my man. Well, we would like we would like to give give a million, but look, we are gonna take every single dollar. But yeah. the point is is to use it uh, and to teach and to give information. Information is power, and then we do that. Look. It's not on, all I can do is give it. They got to be able to take it. But you got to have somebody who gives it for you to take. Boy, you understand it. You sure do understand it. You, you do, man. I, I, man, you, you give me hope. <laughs> it's, a lot more, I, it's a lot more me out here. Trust man, me. I, I haven't met him. <laughs> but I'm locked up in this country town here. And, and he said, ain't that country? I can't even it now. <laughs> well, uh, we're going we, we gonna to stay on this wall. 
We gonna keep hitting him. Uh, when your, I asked your daughter, I said, well, I said, uh, is, is he coming? Is he coming tomorrow? She said, no, he's not coming. And she said, well, uh, he might come talk to you. And then when she told me, she says, they called me this morning and said, he coming just to talk to you. <laughs> oh, you talking about kicking me in my ass. Shit. <laughs> uh, I didn't want me to come to something. <laughs> I got to run my back. She was kicking me in my ass hard. <laughs> well, I'm glad you did. I am too. You know, I, I, I watch you all the time. And had it not been you, I wouldn't have come. I know it. But I didn't feel like it. I didn't. Well, I appreciate that you did. Yeah. And I'm glad that you signed the book. Yep. I'm definitely going to read it. And and let me touch my man's hand. Yeah. All right. He, he, he lives here. He's a videographer here in Tulsa. We, we hired him. Have we, have we met before? Uh, what do you do? He's a, video, he's a video guy. Oh, okay. And he's on my team from D.C. Oh, yeah. The, the big yeah, shots. He, he's on my team from D.C. Okay. Hey, team D.C. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to ease him out of here, good friend. Let you go do what you got to do. Everybody who's watching, the book is called Pillage of Hope, A Family History from the Trail of Tears, Slavery, Segregation, the 1921 Race Massacre, and Beyond. Memoir by Don Ross. Don, brother, I appreciate it. My pleasure. My pleasure. I appreciate it. Y'all can take him away. Yeah. Your, your chariot awaits. Well, I'm who's going to be long winded, you or him. <laughs> he ate it, but he still going. He's dragging, he's kicking and screaming. Ah, he told me, he said his, <laughs> he said his back's still hurting because y'all would drag, y'all dragged him here. <laughs> I appreciate it. You be well. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, oh. <laughs> I told him. Yeah, right he the one I told him I want to talk to him. Yeah, you did the right thing. <laughs> I appreciate it. He talked to the right one. He knew I, can, I can wear them out. That was one on your case. Uh, you, you doing this to me. You got to take credit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you would do. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it, my brother. Yeah, we appreciate right, man. you. You be well. All right. You take yeah. care. Yep. Yo. I want something to eat, I don't know what. Well, uh, got it. Folks, y'all can go get it. Bookstores, Amazon.com, former state legislator, uh, Don Ross. Oh, my God. That was uh, one of the more uh, interesting and insightful conversations uh, I have had. That's probably, out of all the interviews that we've done since I've been here, that probably has been uh, one, of the, one, of the best con one of the best conversations uh, that we've had here. We've had lots of them, folks. Uh, and so I want to share uh, a, a, one, a, a few more with you. Um, uh, it, is, uh, it, it is not just uh, this event. It's not just uh, Tulsa where you've had uh, these, uh, these, these race massacres. Yesterday, when we were at the Black Wall Street Legacy Fest, sister walked up to me and she said, I want to tell you about my work. And I said, okay. And then she told me about a project that she's been working on for a year and a half where they're focused on the 100 race massacres that have, that have impacted black people all across the country. Uh, here's that conversation.
independent research center that explores all of the many black massacres that have taken place historically here in the United States, starting in 1866 all the way up through World War II. And so there are about 100 plus of these very similar incidents that occurred here in, uh, in Tulsa. Now, where is it based and how long has it been in existence? So we are based in uh, New York City, and it has been in existence for approximately a year. Mm-hmm. And um, what caused you to start it? What was the, what, what was the impetus? Was there one, one, one in particular? Yeah, absolutely. So I am an attorney by trade, and I teach and study uh, crime and state-supported violence. But I'm also from Wilmington, North Carolina. So I'm a native of uh, the, the place of the uh, only successful insurrection uh, in the United States today. And so there's a lot of history wrapped up around Wilmington, North Carolina, and the ways that the, pe- the black folks in Wilmington, North Carolina, uh, had these types of atrocities perpetrated against them. But like many people here in Tulsa, I didn't learn about it until I went away to college. And so it's something that I've been studying for about a decade now. Um, I have been teaching in that area, and then just last year decided to not only start the center, but to go on um, a research trip. And so I've been driving across the United States, going into archives, talking to descendants and community members about the impact. But in my work as an attorney, we're also laying the claims for reparations, not only for uh, you know slavery, but also these very specific incidents that took place across the country. Earlier, I talked to uh, Attorney Ben Crump, and then one, one, that was one of the things he talked about. He said, uh, "He said that we have to pursue the legal remedies." In talking about, uh, you had these businesses and homes, insurance companies wouldn't pay, uh, and that 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 folks have to broaden this thing beyond the city or the state or the federal government should be paying. Absolutely. Absolutely. When people think about reparations, they think about reparations for slavery, and that's very important work. But what people have to understand is that there were some very particular harms that took place in these communities. And it wasn't just Tulsa. Like I said, there were about 100 of them where black folks were uh, resilient and thriving and creating uh, social power, political power, financial, economic wealth. And so those, uh, you know, those harms need to be addressed and they need to be addressed within our court systems. But isn't it also important for folks to understand that what you're describing, I'm not saying it's easy, but the reality is it's easier because you can show a direct, you can direct link to these incidents and actual survivors and uh, survivors and or uh, descendants. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, As is in Tulsa, there are survivors that exist today. But there are also descendants who are where there's a tangible harm. And so we're talking about uh, property and harm. Which, which is a, again, the phrase you're using is a legal phrase. Yes, absolutely. Right? Because what, here's the thing. Unless they can do some things in Congress to, to address the sta- uh, statute of limitations, uh, you know, we have to rely on legal claims to make these cases. And so something that happened 200 years ago, if you don't have that legislative or congressional support, you may not be able to make a claim for that. And you really are relying on the goodwill of our our uh, Congress and of our political leaders. But if you're talking about the specific harms that took place because of incidents like Tulsa, then we can, we can uh, tie those directly back to a particular harm, to a particular farm, to a particular bank account, to a particular family that very likely has descendants that are walking around the streets today.
All right, then. Where can people get more information uh, on the Black Massacre Project? So if you want to uh, learn more about the Black Massacre Project, you can go to blackmassacreproject.org. We're also on Instagram and Facebook at Black Massacre Project. All right. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Take care. We straight right. about the project that she's working on. What's happening behind us, they're breaking this whole thing down. President Joe Biden is going to be here uh, meeting with the survivors, the three survivors, as well as the uh, descendants. Uh, that's going to be deliver, de deliver remarks uh, right here in the Greenwood Cultural Center. Secret Service is actually uh, putting a clamp on this place at 6 p.m., uh, so we're breaking it down. Uh, Tiffany, Dr. Tiffany Crutcher told us that they have uh, submitted our name along with uh, the black newspaper here, the Oklahoma Eagle, as well as the, the Black Wall Street Times, be a part of the press pool to cover the president's remarks tomorrow. We have not heard from the White House. Uh, I've already emailed them to emphasize that black-owned media needs to be a part of that press pool when the president comes here tomorrow. Uh, and so hopefully uh, that will all be taken care of uh, as well. Uh, folks, here's another conversation uh, that we uh, had yesterday. Uh, and this, of course, uh, uh, was with um, Attorney Ben Crump, and we were, we were discussing uh, the very issue uh, of a legal strategy when it comes to uh, dealing with uh, these various uh, issues of these race massacres. So here's my discussion with Attorney Ben Crump. We are standing, literally, and we've heard this described numerous times, we're standing on the largest black crime scene in American history. We're standing on uh, sacred ground. 36 blocks just destroyed. Yeah, really, Roland, when you think about all the cases you and I have worked on over the years, whether it be George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Trayvon, Terrence Crutcher, any of them, this is a hundred times worse because not only did they kill and murder those individuals, they murdered the community, and in many ways, they destroyed the black culture that was the foundation for black prosperity, and it's impacting us a hundred years later. So thank you for always being on the spot, first of all, when it comes to uplifting our people, but thank you most importantly, Roland Martin, as we take a page from our Jewish brothers and sisters, when they talk about the Holocaust, this was a Holocaust situation, and they say, never forget and never again. Absolutely. And, and, and the thing is, what I keep trying to explain to folk, when you t first of all, it was destroyed, rebuilt. Those black folks, the insurance company wouldn't pay, but they were paying on those insurance claims, those, those insurance payments. They got no assistance. Rebuilt it. Okay, what I keep trying to explain to people is where would this community be had those white domestic terrorists not done it? That's the thing that I'm constantly trying to explain to people. We are always building, rebuilding, building, rebuilding. We don't have a continuum of two, three generations without having to rebuild because of white supremacy. Absolutely. And Roland, uh, Attorney Monique Preston and I were talking about this. You're really talking about a legal case because... When you think about being able to transfer wealth to your children and your descendants, well, that's what they would have been able to do in the Greenwood community. I mean, they had some of the most...
prosperous businesses in the United States, and they were not able to leave their children anything after they dropped bombs on this community. And it goes back to, you know, slavery. The reason white people have all this wealth, generation after generation gave houses, businesses, bank accounts, land, exactly, land. And what did we have to give our children? Clothes. Yeah. Watch. Clothes, a watch. Or something along those lines. Yeah. And so that's what we're fighting. And that's why we make the case for reparations. Because they have never tried to repair the harm. America, you owe a debt, as Dr. King said, to black people in America. And Black Wall Street here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Exhibit 1. What, what, let's say going forward. Let's say what, and I keep asking people this here. We're commemorating. But what? Should we be doing and talking about June 2nd, June 3rd, June 4th? Because it's one thing to do this on an annual basis. But my deal is, what do you do in between the commemorations? Yes. That, that's an excellent point. We need to go ahead and file lawsuits, legal documents, because this is America. We're supposed to be a nation of laws. So we believe we have the legal right to get reparations. H.R. 40, that Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee is sponsoring. We need to be working, talking to all our Congress people. Because right now, Roland, whether it's George Floyd for Justice and Policing Act or reparations, this is our time. This is our summer. If we don't seize this moment before America move on to infrastructure, before they move on to what they're doing with uh, Putin and everything, we would lose the opportunity. So everything we can get in this month of June, it is crucial. This is the battle. Well, that's why what I'm framing this is that this should be considered the third reconstruction. And we should be looking at this as a 20, 30-year thing. The first reconstruction was 10 to 12 years. The second one, 14 to 20. This should be seen in that same vein. Yeah. Now, that's profound, Roland Martin a third reconstruction and when you think about reconstruction what is it about after you survive a war that's when you have reconstruction well nobody can say that this wasn't a war that devastated this black community that impacted all black america so this is the perfect catalyst to start this third reconstruction here for in America for black people. After the Civil War, you write it on last than 10, 12 years, and then we didn't get our four acres in a mule. They went back on all the promises just like they did with the Native Americans. But right now, with black media, black media-owned companies being able to hold them to account, we have to start this black reconstruction. All these young activists out there who are on social media and everything. No, no. You need to gear that towards this black reconstruction idea and put all your intellect, all your diplomacy, all your strategy to this effort that will last beyond a tweet. Absolutely. Ben Crump, always a pleasure, man. Hey, I appreciate it. Hey, thank you for being there with George Floyd family. We went to the White House and covering it live. You know, people as far as Germany took your live feed and put it on their newscast. <laughs> Only you, Roland. I appreciate Martin. it, baby. I appreciate it. All right, brother. Love Hold you. Now, that was attorney uh, Ben Crum, folks. Uh, there are a lot more conversations that we've had. We're going to share uh, more of those tomorrow. We'll still be in Tulsa tomorrow uh, covering President Biden's visit to uh, Tulsa uh, in the Greenwood District. But we could not on this day. This was, this was Today is the actual anniversary of uh, the massacre started after sundown on this day and went through 
uh, sunrise. And so uh, on this day, we wanted you to hear from two of the survivors. One of them is 107 years old. Uh, she was a seven-year-old girl uh, when all of this happened. Uh, the other, he was only six months old. Uh, they are the, they are two of the three survivors. Uh, they are brothers and sisters. Uh, we had an opportunity uh, to catch up uh, with uh, Big Red and uh, Viola on yesterday uh, at the uh, Survivors and Descendants Luncheon uh, that took place uh, downtown. And uh, here is uh, my interview with two of the three survivors of the Tulsa Race Massacre that took place one hundred years ago today where 36 blocks of blackness was utterly destroyed by white domestic terrorists listen to their conversation uh this uh this week uh from folks and photos and interviews and all kind of stuff uh are they running your racket <laughs> now i start with i'm a little hard of hearing on that Side, I, I, I said, I said, folks have been sitting here uh, taking pictures they and uh, a lot of um, energy uh, of uh, having y'all in the parade and other events. Are they running your racket? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. But I love the parade. The horse. We had a chance to ride in a horse and wagon. Yes, sir. That was my. Really enjoyed that. And I'm sure he did, too. <laughs> I I enjoy this this side of me this history. Uh, so many people. I'm just overwhelmed with this this. I, I didn't think it would ever happen to me in my life. So my life been good, but this is special, and I just I, I love attention. <laughs> I love attention. Yes, I do. So I'm I'm so overwhelmed with just. How does it make you also feel to see a younger generation, younger generation. you know, learning the history and really now wanting to understand what happened here a hundred years ago? I think it's wonderful, but I don't think enough history has been said about it throughout the years. Because I've met so many people that said they've never, they've never heard about it. So I think more history is what we'll have to have, you know, to make everybody realize that it happened. I have a niece. She's 70 years old. She said she didn't know about it. Mm. Just right up there in Bartonsville. She's 70. Yeah. So I hope more history. And every year have a little celebration like this, you know. It would be not this big. Oh, this is too big. But <laughs> just, you should always, you know, recognize it. No, I say have one so, every year. Make it bigger. Yeah, make it bigger. <laughs> right. I tell the young people, look up. Don't, don't turn back. Uh, I'll tell them, you are number one. So, it's, it's, it's only one. We own them. They have all of us. It's the same. Racist, creed. We are Americans. And I want you to believe you are number one. So, that's what I tell the young people. Yesterday, to read, I, was, I was glad to see a mixed kids, you know, black, white, green. All colors. So that, that, that brings us all close together. We are only one. So we my nephew uh, out there, I, he said, Uncle Red, tell him 
what it's all about. You are number one. We um we are a mayor, mm-hmm. all of us. So I want to be treated like a mayor. <laughs> I want justice. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, so many people got a chance to listen to y'all's testimony before Congress. Uh, and I must say, to, to listen to you speak, talking about remembering what happened um, and, and painting a picture of that night uh, of, of the terror uh, was just was just so uh, hard to listen to. Yeah. And folks don't understand the pain and agony that black folks yeah. have had to experience in this country. I know, it. I know it. Uh, that we still have some of that pain in action. Like, I don't sleep all night in the darkness and any little sound. You know, it's, All it's, these it's, years it, later. Oh, sure. Every day. Why not? <laughs> Every time of day that it happens, look like you think about it. It's, it's something that will never pass with me. Oh, sir. Des- describe for folks what that community looked like and felt like and well, what it was well, like just the folks that I saw was falling, being shot and killed and bleeding bleeding, houses burning and hear smell smoke and seeing fire and heard airplanes raining and just a rumor, you know. And it's wondering how you had to be gathered up and moved out of the community, my parents was told, to to save our lives. So that's the part that I can remember here. Where, where, where did where, where did y'all go afterwards? Uh, I think to a little town called Claremore, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from here we live someplace up there, out on the north end of town, and you know. So I don't I don't know the name of the highway or anything, but that's where we went and stayed, lived for. And that was a, the pleasure of me in the parade today is having this have a chance to ride right in a. Drawn by a horse. I don't know what. What was the name of the wagon we rode in? <laughs> but it was real nice. I thought that was really nice, you know, for to represent the. Because I think then most people was using horse and wagons, right. and because well, so my family didn't own a car, and that was our way of transportation. Yeah. How, how old were you when the massacre happened? Six months old. Just only six months old. See, I was born January 11, 21. That happened in June. So, so where did your family, after the massacre happened, um, did your family stay here? Did they flee? Where did they go? Well, we all were together. That's my sister then. We all went to Got gotcha, you. Got it. I'm sorry. Yeah. We went to Clamor, Oklahoma. Just like my sister. Now, now, how, now how, far, how far is that from here? It took quite a while to get there with a horse wagon, you know. So, so, so you go there. Now, how how long did y'all live there? And well, it, and did you return back? Uh, the back here? Then. No. Oh uh, well, my I, my parents were sharecroppers, and you know you probably know about or heard about how we didn't plant the. Horace mm-hmm. would have helped to do it, mm-hmm. and that was his way of making a living right. for us. Now, I, as I've said, I never did see any money exchange, but the, the, the way of living, of housing, and food is what to receive for that right. kind of service. Was it, was it hard for you 
um, growing up in Greenwood, having that experience, and seeing it destroyed and never being able to come back? Well, later in the years I did, but not until I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. So then with the family, then, as I said, when we left there, that type of work, we didn't have a chance to attend school, the full school term, because if it was summer, you had to plant the crop, or in the winter, you had to harvest the crop. So we didn't, wasn't able to go to school. So by all of my family, we got a very little schooling. And that is the part of life that I miss so much, too. Yeah. Now, you, you, you go into the U.S. Armed Services, and this is the thing that that we always talk about. Black folks loved America more than America loved black folks. Right. And so to fight for a nation knowing full well what it did to your family and your community. It was a, a segregated army. It was a black army and a white army. But it was. We had two black officers, a, a first lieutenant and a second lieutenant, the rest of the chapter was white. The colonel was white, the major was white. And that's what the way it was. And to later on up in the years, you know, the thought but we had it was just like you living at home. You were you were separated from the other army. But you still served. We still served though. We still served. Well, may I say, you know, <clears throat> I had two brothers, two sons, and two grandsons in service. So what he's saying, you know, I've heard that three different generations of times, and they've served on different terms. And each one of the three was in the, with the Army or the Navy, and I've learned from their testimony that it, it's a, a life that, well, you just don't, you don't have your idea. You have to do what you're compelled to do. And it's pretty rough on them, really. Um, you have now this reinvigorated emphasis on Greenwood. You have folks talking about um, emphasizing Black Wall Street in businesses. Um, it's 100 years later. Think in the future... What do you hope a hundred years from now Greenwood and Tulsa will be like for African Americans? What do you, what do you hope well, it hope will be? I hope it's being able to get back to normal like it was before. But it's going to be some help because if everything that our race owned then, they should be embarrassed for it before Greenwood can get back like it was. But now maybe they, it might be different, but that's my thought about it. What are you? What do you hope for 100 years from now, Greenwood would look like? I, I would think, I hope it would get back to like it was. Like people own their own business, their own jewelry store, their own banks, funeral homes, police stations, tailor shops. They, they work hard to get that. Uh, they one of the people in, in, in Oklahoma didn't lend them the money. To, they had to go to different states to get that money to feel like this. I like to see that. I like to see that.
again. Now, I got to ask you this. Now, I've met him before coming here. Uh-huh. How you let this man go on the Tom Joyner cruise every year dance with all those young women? <laughs> I got video of him on the dance floor late at night having a good time. I think I was present at that time. Uh, I've, been, I've been with them. You got a plan. You don't have to have a lot of money. You plan it for years, then you, you decide what you want to do. You save a few dollars every month, and when time to come to go, you can go. Yeah, well, I went with them, and I think I was with them during that time that Wendy was dancing. But they invited me. Well, it was about one o'clock in the morning when I ran to him at the party. Oh, oh, really? Oh, yeah. He, oh, he was out late. Yeah, oh. That's it. You see, when I went, I had to be pushed in a wheelchair. Right. He was taking tequila shots. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was on that dance floor just getting it. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> huh? I love life. I love people. But he, but he said tequila shots. I had to think twice what the kind of shot that would be. <laughs> well, now, now, what kind of shots are they getting? The what's this? What's this little herb that's growing? Uh, oh, they they, they they taking all kind of shots now. I, I mean, but the, it's a... What, what, what are they? That's a lecture shot. That's my trouble. I can't think sometimes of the next word I want to say. So. <laughs> it's, it's all good. It's yeah. all good. So you absolutely, you, you absolutely love life and you live it. I tell people all the time, my, my, look, my hashtag is live life, love it. You got one. Ain't no sense in going through life being sad. Yeah. And I think being active like that, you know, because he had a large family and everything, and he and the family was always together. I think you dance more with your little granddaughter yeah. than, you know. Yeah. And so that makes a difference, you know. I love that dance. Just, just love it. It's part of my life. Yeah. Well, my philosophy is if my legs still work, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> well, sure, sure, I know. I wish, I wish mine did, but <laughs> my knee, this knee don't go very fast for me. So. Well, that's why, that's why I said people ask me all the time. They say, man, you always dance and stuff. I said, look, there's ever day I can't dance, there's going to be some video <laughs> of me getting down. Uh, so I can always say, just play the video or you'll see the evidence. Oh, no, when they, they give it a little tune, I can, I can move up. The upper part. Like, you, 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 my, you got the shoulder dance. The shoulders <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going on now. Uh, it's taking pledge away from the people. It's not going to be like it used to be. Uh, see, you like the, when you wake, you wake eight hours a day, you want to come home and like to have a nice dinner the weekend. You like to have, go somewhere. You like, you like football. You like to go to football. Baseball or basketball, you can't do that no more. Well, hopefully, if folks take their COVID shots, uh, we'll be able to get back to normal as fast as possible. That's what I'm hoping. Uh-huh. Well, I, we are, we are, we have been, enjoyed being here. Uh, 
Greenwood is sacred ground. Uh, more than people, 300 folks lost their lives. Uh, but our mission uh, is to keep speaking truth and keep the story going uh, and not relying on somebody else uh, to tell our story. And we're going to make sure that folks always are aware uh, of your story, uh, well, what happened here. I appreciate here. you digging me up and pulling me in on this. <laughs> Well, I appreciate it. Well, like I say, I'm always running to him late at night on the dance floor. So, see, see I, I didn't see you late at night on the dance floor, but I all, like I said, I got video with him. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate it. I hope y'all uh, enjoy the uh, rest of the weekend. You, you, get, you get that Hollywood attention with all the photos and all the love they've been oh, showered on y'all. We will, baby. We will. I'm sure nice. we will. You know what I'm saying? It's something just special, you know, to be, to be honored, to be telling the story about history. That's what I like. And I bet you didn't mind that $100,000 check presentation oh, up there, huh? Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Uh, God, I, <laughs> I didn't think this would ever happen to me. I've never seen that much money. Huh? <laughs> Say it again? I've never seen that much money. <laughs> there you go. We never had no money. Get this back on you. There work, you go. I used to work 10 hours. I get 10 cents an hour. Mm. 10 hours, $1. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, me, I've done the same. So, But this was an honor. I appreciate you folks, including us. We've all enjoyed it. It's 5 o'clock in the morning, and, and you quit it by. My grandson, freezing. Huh? My grandson, Ike. He's, he's Ike's right there, so he's, okay. about, he's about to come get you. Yeah, well, that's all right. If, if it wasn't for him, now I couldn't be here, you know. Well, we're glad, my, we're glad Ike hooked you up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I'm depending on now, my grand, my children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. Well, well that's, that's so what they job. They'll help me. You took care of them. Their job is to take care of you. They'll, whatever that check is, well, we'll all enjoy that. Hope we have, like I tell them, well, I won't be here much longer to help you all do it, but. We're going to have fun. But you're going to enjoy it while you can enjoy it. Well, sure, sure. <laughs> I mean, there's so many things we need, you know. So well, just getting things that you need makes that makes you feel better and be able to live longer and be satisfied. And so it's, it's a... Oh, 